your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. Hey, hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation, Sin's flagship show for Asian pop and Asian culture and Asian everything. You just listened to Who by Trends and Circus by Stray Kids. Really glad you could join us tonight. I'm JP, and you're joined by Xenia, Aaron, Tracy, and Lee for tonight. We have a few really, really interesting discussions for tonight, as we always do every week. Uh, the first of them being Xenia's experience working as a maid in the Maid Cafe. This was at the very recent uh, Oz Comic Con and Animaga convention, so she has quite a few interesting stories for us. But besides that, we also have some discussions surrounding some interesting new announcements for shows and movies like uh, the new Squid Game season and the One Punch Man live action. And right at the end of the show, we also have an interesting discussion about Chinese food and its strange fusion with Italian cuisine. So make sure to stay tuned for that. But before we get to those discussions, we have our next song, Ola by Shell Miko. Enjoy. Hey, hey, this is Asian Pop Nation, since flagship show for Asian pop and Asian culture. That stupid cool song you listened to just now was Stupid Cool by Don. And before that, we also played Ola by Shell Miko and Crazy by Won Ho. Now, next up, we have some insider reports from Xenia, who earlier in the month worked at a maid cafe at the Oz Comic Con Plus Animaga convention. Let's listen to what she's got to say. On the recent weekend, we had the big Oz Comic Con slash Animaga convention. Um, it was pretty cool. I was there tabling as an artist selling stuff and a lot of friends were there. But uh, you see, the reason we bring up this event was not just because we went to it, but it was also because one of our team members, Xenia, worked as a maid. <laughs> there at the maid cafe, Xenia. <laughs> tell us about it. Huh? What's uh, going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, Goshijin sama and Ojo sama. Um, huh? It's exactly what you expect a maid cafe would be. But, like, to everyone else, like, what is your impression of a maid cafe? Black butler. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Anyone else? At cosplay maids. Yes. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Cat cosplay, omurice. Or how about like your impressions? Would you go to one? No. <laughs> but why not? Why why not? Like what is it about maid cafes that put you off? It's the forbidden zone of all forbidden zones. <laughs> like is this where people's guilty pleasures just lie so you don't want to go there because it's just that level of Yeah, I think of like a Hieronymus Bosch painting. Like, you know, those yeah, really yeah. nightmares, <laughs> surreal. Something in your psyche. Or like, yeah. you don't want to explore that. Yeah, like, emotionally, it feels like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a gateway into your consciousness that you don't want to go into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's bordering on furry, almost, because you've got girls in cat cosplay, bunny cosplay, bear cosplay, wolf cosplay. Okay, now you just make it. Now you there's just a lot it. of there's a lot of furry animal ears involved here. But what I was surprised is everyone was so wholesome. They're like studying really? their PhDs outside of May Cafe, or they're like working in banking and finance. They're studying law. So the people you're working with were pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, they they varied from like eighteen mm-hmm. to probably in their mid thirties. Really? Yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover, I suppose. You know, right, next yeah. time you see someone walking down the street, maybe they also do Maid Cafe. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> it's like a secret underground organization thing. Wow. Yeah, precisely. That's super cool. What were your duties? If Say you were a customer. We uh-huh. would call you Goshijin sama uh-huh. or the, the master if you were male. And if you're female, we'd call you a draw sama, uh-huh. which is like lady. And we'd all line up in front of the entrance and each group or customer would come through the curtains and someone would blow their trumpet in like a fanfare. And then every one person at the door would say, Minasan, Goshijin-sama to ojo-sama ga okairi ni narimashita, which means 
Everyone, the master and the lady of the house has returned home. Oh my god! And so all of the maids and butlers would bow and we'd say, "Welcome home, Ojo Sama, or Goshijin Sama." And then one person, a maid or a butler, would escort them to their table, and we pretty much just entertain them. We talk, we play games, but all in your, like your persona. So if you are a bunny,、right. maybe you add. Pion at the end. It's like, oh, Goshijin Sama, do you want to play a game, Pion, or Katnya? <laughs> do you have to do that for yours? Me, no, no.、Um, I won't go into much detail of what persona I am because if I happen to do it again next year,、oh. <laughs> I don't、oh, want、yeah. anyone、Your、to really know. Get blown. Right.、Um, doing it next year. JP's doing it as well. Oh, no. I don't know, JP. He <laughs> might end up taking another artist table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just entertain them, and then when their food comes out, there are certain foods where you do sauce drawings, which is something you may have seen in anime and manga as well.、Mm-hmm. Get like tomato sauce, and you draw cat pictures. Or one guy made me draw a world map. That sounds、um, crazy. He asked if I he could give me a tip afterwards, so that was nice of him. And you can also like take Polaroids with your Made and they decorate it for you as a memento of your memories together.、Um, we had trading cards,、um, yeah. So that's kind of what we did. Is pretty much all the maids and butlers. Your sole, pur- their sole purpose is to make you feel special. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I can vouch for that. I felt quite special going into there. Sorry, everyone. I went into that maid cafe. <laughs> And、uh, actually had fun. We also、yeah. had like dance performances and vocal performances. Yeah, so we, yeah. we were there to entertain, and we are taught like a lot of different chants to say before you you eat your food to、mm-hmm. make it extra delicious,、mm-hmm. um, which are as cringy as you can think.、Uh-huh. You know, a lot of like nyan nyans and pion pions and moe moe. All the Japanese onomatopoeia you can think of.、So、we also play like John Kenpon, rock paper scissors. But the one that you might find in Nichijo, I'm not sure if anyone has seen Nichijo or remembers. Saisho agu sora sugi pa kutsuba onashio John Kenpon. Rock paper scissors. Yeah, it's just rock paper scissors. Yeah, it's just rock paper scissors. But there's like a song at the beginning that yeah, we were yeah, taught yeah. to do,、uh, which is more complicated. But hey, it's like everyone's played rock paper scissors before. We want to make it feel special. Yeah, it's melodic. Yeah,、oh. so would recommend. Is this something you, you see yourself doing again, Zenia? I'll, I'll see how I feel next year. I think that's my <laughs> my rule. Like maybe now it's like yeah, it sounds like fun, but next、mm-hmm. year is. You know, things could change. Yeah, see how life goes.、Uh, how about、um, everyone else here? Would you ever consider like going to a maid cafe or perhaps even working at one? No, you don't want to be like a sexy hot butler. You know, charm the pants of I don't know whoever comes in. No. Okay, Lee. I would. Yeah. I would <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Crunchyroll like、uh, later this year? Is it? Yeah. If they have one, I will probably go. Oh, all right. Well then, yeah, mark down our calendars when that comes up. How about you, Tracy? You've been awfully quiet this whole segment. Yes, <laughs> I yeah, I've been very quiet. No, it sounds good. I think Zenia has you know done her best to demystify the concepts of Maid Cafe. I think we need to know that cringe culture is dead. We need to just be like you know. Sometimes we. We will demand better customer service,、mm-hmm. and and maybe the maid cafes will bring about that. I don't know what I'm saying, dude.、Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, I don't. It sounds fun actually, like with a bunch of people. I think if I went by myself, it would be weird.、Uh-huh. Um, also, the sort of master servant dynamic is weird, but that's just because I'm a weird, you know, like I'm just an awkward person. I think it'd be fun to go with a group of friends. Oh yeah,、lock. definitely. You、it's, play games, and then the loser has to do something cringy in front of everyone. So I think wonderful. The last time,、uh, last session, I had a group, and the punishment was they had to do like a magical girl transformation in front of everyone. Oh my god!、Um, to music. So yeah, it's like、oh. it comes to a point where after all the trainings, you become so desensitized to the fact that what you're doing <laughs> is cringy that you just like are eagerly throwing people under the cringe bus. Wow! With you, so yeah, fascinating, 
fascinating <laughs> sort of human zoo sort of thing. Yeah, I'd go just was... to observe. Yeah, it it was one of those things. It was like it was almost like a religious experience, you know. It's like I had such a big barrier up. I was like, "Where the hell am I?" Right. But then, like you know, the environment was so cringe that I just had to break through, you know. Like, you yeah, know, you just have to like, okay, I need to let myself go just for this moment. Yeah, you just need to let go. And I kind of thought it would be like, you know, my impressions of May Cafe before is just like, you know, people are a bit lonely, right? A friend, yeah. Um. Sometimes it, it could be borderline inappropriate, but no, like everyone was mainly groups of friends in their teens, early 20s, yeah. cosplaying, just wanted to eat. <laughs> yeah, reasonable people, man. Yeah. That's how it is. That's yeah, how it like is. A really nice, like a really intense birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, a birthday party with pre- for a like very young it. child. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there was also um, we had performances at the main stage, the community stage, in the mornings, and then on the way back we would do like a maid train. I think JP probably would have seen it. Yeah, sure I saw he... that twice. It was like terrifying. Like a cha-cha line, but it's yeah. just like maids and butlers weaving through the convention, saying "Ohio gozaimasu, Ohio gozaimasu." Yeah, it yeah. was terrifying, dude. Like I was walking <laughs> back to my table, and then all of a sudden, like this human wall. It's like a human centipede. <laughs> yeah, a human centipede just like rushing past me. And I was like, it was like seeing a, a torrent, you know, just whoosh. it was terrifying, but like it's pretty cool. The comments I overheard the most during the train was like, I, I there's so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Which is well, true. There was about 50 of us. Oh my like 40 what? To 50. goodness. Oh yeah. my god. 50 in one line? Oh, some of them were still at the cafe because they needed to set up for the first uh-huh. session. But yeah, it was probably a good like yeah, thirty-five to forty. Stri- that's a straight up like people's army, you know. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Well, but you know, Zenia, I'm really glad that you enjoyed that and that you actually subjected yourself to it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I feel like it was just one of those things that oh, what a what a story. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that. That's how it is. That's Xenia's experience. So, listener, if you're now interested in going to a maid cafe or perhaps even uh, working in one, let us know how you feel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. Xenia, again, thank you for your service. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. Goshijin sama. Ojo sama. All right. There it is. Insane. Absolutely insane. But quite beautiful, too. I mean, all the maids were dressed up, as usual, for a maid cafe. But, uh, oh, speaking of insanity and beauty, our next song is Beautiful Insanity by Grace Shin. Hey, hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation, and the chill beat you just listened to was What If by Doll, No Air, Plan 8, Channel 201, featuring Hoodie. But we also played Beautiful Insanity by Grace Shin and Jaggy by Shi Shi featuring Kire. Now, next up, we have Fantasy by Lyrical School, and this song was requested by Matthew. And just a reminder, if you also wanted to request some songs as well, make sure to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. But uh, until then, enjoy the tune. Yo, yo, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation, Sin's flagship show for Asian pop and Asian culture. You just listened to Cloud9 by Summer Soul and Romderful. And before that, we also played Incurable by Wiz, Fantasy by Lyrical School, and Filament by Yanakoto Soto Muto. So those last two songs were requested by Matthew. And again... If you wanted to request any songs, make sure to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. Now, next up, we have a discussion about an upcoming movie about a road trip featuring John Cho, a very, very well-known Asian actor. Let's see what we have to say about this. Is anyone craving a sad, emotional drama? Yes. Does anyone feel like crying? Of course. I'm recovering. Well, guess what, Aaron? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? 
because we are going to make you watch Don't Make Me Go, uh, which is this film that's coming out. It, the reason we're talking about it is because it stars, I think Leisha likes him a lot, John Cho. She's put a little, little love heart. Yeah, he's in there. <laughs> John Cho, you know, after the events of Cowboy Bebop, he's come back with hopefully a more promising role. <laughs> I'm oh so sorry. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he now plays a single father named Max who accompanies his teenage daughter, Wally, on a road trip, I believe, because unfortunately Max finds out he's got a terminal disease and he wants to spend his last few moments with his daughter on a road trip from California to New Orleans and teach her how to drive as well. And also to reunite his daughter with her estranged mother. So tears galore, it sounds like. Mm. Why he doesn't just tell her that he's dying of a terminal illness, I don't know. From the trailer, it doesn't seem like he admits it, but perhaps he does in the movie. The movie, though, will come out on Prime Video on the 15th next month. Who knows? We might review it. Yeah, would anyone watch it? Yeah, I'd watch it if I could. Oh, but Tracy said she wouldn't. What's wrong with it, Tracy? I wouldn't. Um, Why not? I think I could probably already imagine how it goes. Give us the plot like, summary. Oh, God. Like, essentially, the, the road trip is like, she probably gets angry at him at some point and he angsts because he's like, she doesn't know I'm about to die. And she's like, I hate you, Dad. I'm a grown ass <laughs> woman. And then they like go to a, um, guess a, like a store Mean-mean in the middle of nowhere. Or something like that. Or, a gas or like, a- like a pet, a gas station. That's it. Right. Okay. They go to a petrol station. And then, and then she's like, actually, you're not so bad, dad. And they go, oh. And then they like besties again. And then at some point, like they come across a random wild traveler and then blah, blah, blah. And it like it has this upbeat tone the whole way. And then like at some point, suddenly like, oh, he's dying. And then like the waterworks start and the violin, the tiny violins start playing. And um, you know, everyone starts crying. And they're all like, oh, you mean so much to me, dad. And I think that's how it's going to go. So yeah, I'd still watch it. <laughs> and then, and then he dies. And th- then there's like this shot of her standing in front of his grave and the wind's kind of blowing and she has this sad smile on her face it's like i'm so glad what he <laughs> he yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. me and then, then post credits he wakes up in cowboy bebop yeah almost like i just watched a movie <laughs> i mean would you watch it Lee, or yeah now that you've heard it you're not oh, going yeah. to yeah, <laughs> I like like these type of films where it's like, you know, it's gonna be sad. It's simple. Yep, father and daughter. Yeah, uh, but there's like an enemies to lovers thing with the estranged mom. And then she's oh, like, "You're not oh. so bad. Maybe I love you." And then he's like, uh, "I love you too." And then he starts coughing up blood. And then she dies. <laughs> 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 so I think it's gonna be my prediction. <laughs> Tracy, oh, no. you need to write these predictions down. They might actually be right. Like, I'm, I'm afraid. We should like place bets. <laughs> oh yeah. Like whoever is the closest to the actual plot of the film, I don't know what they'd win. The alternative is, of course, it, it, it is like it's not at all like a maximalist film where everything happens. It's all like a film of like long shots and like <laughs> slow, meaningful glances and like pained expressions and then like turns of the head. Oh so my god. Like, very stereotypical indie film. Yeah, yeah. Then, like, oh, it analyzes the push and pull of everyday modern family life. <laughs> and it's just and people just, like stare at each other, yeah. Meaningful glances for like two and a half hours. Yeah. At one point, there's like a full-on shouting match for that sweet, sweet Oscar nom. I, you know what? I think this movie will will truly be um, a movie. Movie with a capital M. Yeah, it will truly be a movie of all time. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Zanya, do you have? Do you personally have any hopes for this movie? I'm the I'm the sad person that waits till the reviews come out, and if the reviews oh. are good enough, I might watch it. We'll see. And. I'll let everyone know what I think of it. And if you were right, Tracy. <laughs> we get free dinner. Yeah. But for you out there, don't let us go because we'll be back <laughs> yeah, to talk fun. some more here at Asian Pop Nation. But let us know your thoughts on the trailer, on John Cho. Um, 
on father daughter road trip movies at Asia Pop Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yay. Hey, hey, we're listening to Asian Pop Nation, and you just heard Like a Star by Lala. But before that, we also played Fuchsia by Nairi and Sad Girl by Veda Born. By the way, Sad Girl by Veda Born is a song that you can find on Sin Sweet 16 playlist on Spotify. So make sure to make some time to check that out. But uh, besides that, we have an interesting discussion upon our hands. A discussion about squids and games. That is right. The new squid game season that's coming up. Let's see what our team has to say about this. I'm going to be honest with everyone. We don't need a second season. If a show has a decent ending for the first season, we're okay with it. Netflix, you need to stop. Because we don't need a second season of Squid Game. Because recently, a few days ago... They announced it. We're getting a season two of Squid Game. Yay. I am mad. Oh. I am mad about this. I'm not being honest. This is me actually being mad. If you... Really? Yes, I'm being mad. We don't need a second season. Can't be that bad, can it? Yes, because he has Ronald McDonald's hair. Yeah, no, that makes it cooler. Now he's got, like, main character energy. No, no. He has a wig. That's even worse. Well, that, that wasn't a wig. That was dyed. That was a wig. Oh my god. But anyway, what are the other details on this new season of Squid Game that you know of, Aaron? Well, so far they released a little bit of a teaser of red like green lights, well, turning head doll thing. It's just, like it says, like, go mommy, don't want to the wedding. The next minute, we got a two symbol on it, on the mm-hmm. eye. And we know the director and writer of uh, Hung Won Dong Punch, the creator of Squid Game, mm-hmm. uh, has confirmed that season two is officially, well, confirmed, of course. And mm-hmm. we don't know much about the details of this anyway, but it looks like it's going to be well, similar to season one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you don't know what happened in season one, here's a small recap. People who is in depth on stuff plays in a plays in this little child children game called Squid Game, and basically they're betting all their lives on this four point five six million dollars on the line for them. And a main character, the protagonist, uh, Song Jing Hoon, played by Lee Jung Jae, spoiler, he wins. He wins the season. And he left with all these millions of dollars. But sadly, though, now this he found a card and one of them was trying to get into the game. He says no. And now he's on the hunt to find the squid of the squids. Damn. Squid of the squids. It's the squid of the squids. Searching for the squids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, we also got a bit of a film of this new character teasing the show. Oh, okay, I'm going to get this name wrong. Cold. I think it's Chosu. And hmm. he said he's going to be the boyfriend of the famous kill a robot doll named hong he i don't know what this is leading back to but i know this is actually they're actually close friends for this one i don't know much about what's going on with season two yeah why does why does the killer robot need a boyfriend like come on it's, the it's, it's not boyfriend. I I yeah other than that we also got confirmation about uh there's a reality tv show about squid game surprisingly wait what there's there's yeah an actual reality tv show that netflix announced wait so now they're just making it a real thing yeah, not the killing part. Wait, not the, oh, not the killing part? Oh. I don't know about the killing part. Still but yeah, they now said... <laughs> I, I don't know. It said like people can participate in this game and they can win the $4.56 million in this reality game now. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know when exactly this was announced, but it was sometime this week. You can literally sign up yourself right now for the casting call. Oh, wait, doesn't that completely run counter to like the thematic points? Of Squid Game. About like capitalism yeah. and <laughs> 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 Oh, that's perfect. Oh my god. Great. Oh wow. Great. So Aaron, I can tell you're deeply disappointed in this. I'm I'm just mad we're getting a second season. Yeah. How just... how about everyone else though? Because I know a lot of people enjoyed this. I enjoyed it and I think I'd only like it if the second season touches on some of the plot holes or like the unresolved mm. side plots in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. The, the, the buildup was good, but I felt like the ending was kind of, eh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the only way that they can redeem that ending is if they do a second season. So I don't mind this, mm-hmm. but if this is just going to be like a multi-season extravaganza, we're going to get sick of it pretty quickly. Yeah. I think two seasons at most seems pretty good for a story like this like if there's a third season like no no yeah. way if i'm gonna watch the second season i'm gonna watch the dub because i know it's gonna be bad i'm gonna watch it as bad oh 
Yeah, get the soggy popcorn out. <laughs> yeah. English dubs, get <laughs> ready. Wow. How about you, Tracy? I, I, I agree with Senor. Like, I think that the first season did set up a lot of fun um, storylines that would be really aggravating to see them not resolved. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like a thing where you want like a nice twist at the end of a, every season, but you also want the twist to be able to continue to a story that makes sense. Mm. I think like The Good Place was really good at doing this, but also some shows like, like say Supernatural were just not good at doing this. Mm. They're like, let's do a twist. It'll shock the viewers. And then like the twist would just lead to several seasons of not that great TV because. Because <laughs> it was just a twist for its own sake. Yeah, like a twist of its own sake that just uh, retcons something or makes uh, previously important things completely meaningless or that sort of thing. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, it, it, this Squid Games reminds me a lot of, like, say, Hunger Games. And I mm. feel like, how many movies did Hunger Games get? It's like, like two three? or three. There's also another movie, um, yeah, another movie the, in the Hunger Games world that's coming out soon. Oh, oh. so there's five now. It's so still it's going. Six. Oh my god! It's like a fifth one, but it's a prequel. Oh, so right. yeah, we we seem to really like the whole dystopian yeah, fight to people, the death. Yeah, it makes people feel games. alive. Yeah, you'd think that we'd gone past like gladiators, but nah. No, we haven't changed, Sanya. Not <laughs> Still at all. fascinated wow. by it. Lee. Are you too fascinated by the? Um. Yeah, I really like season one mm-hmm. um yeah i agree the ending was like eh. but yeah can't wait to see the plot holes filled and i hope it's not like they're making a season two just for the sake of making mm. a season two mm-hmm. yeah yeah hopefully they've actually got some meat there yeah because he mentioned yeah. it took him 12 years to for the fr- yeah game. it was so now it's gonna be it's like not long year, two years <laughs> yeah I'll give the creators some credit. The dedication for him to make this series, I'll give him credits for that. Yeah. yeah. But you wonder, like, does that mean the quality will be compromised? Maybe oh, not. Maybe he has various ideas already. I don't think that, I think obviously um, they are making it for the sake of making a second season because the first one did so well. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, you know, disingenuous to, to say otherwise. Like they're doing <laughs> it out of integrity and artistic intent. No, they're doing so it's going to make a butt, yeah. buttload of money. But, you know, I hope it's watchable. I hope it's not completely horrible. Mm. I hope it does the actors justice because I, I bet that there's going to be a lot of really high-profile actors in this new season. Mm, yeah, for sure. I'd just like to see, like, what yeah. a really well-funded TV show with, like, a global sort of following. How Because I've never really had that before, like a non-English global like TV show that has, like, a global following. Yeah, this is one of the first. I mean, I'm sure that there's some random Scandinavian dramas that <laughs> have a following in the UK, but this is, like, a proper global phenomenon, right? Uh, uh, uh. So it'll be interesting to see how long this can sustain. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, let's see where it goes, man. Let's see where yeah, it goes. And yeah. whether or not there will still be children singing Korean um, Oh, they're, they're still doing <laughs> it. They're still there. They'll add some how new games. <laughs> I have oh one of them God. singing in my school. I have one of them singing in my classroom right now. Wow. And he's only three. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. It's insane because th- no children should be watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for context, everyone, Aaron is a kindergarten t- uh, kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Crazy, it's man. Super cute. But yeah. Welcome to my world, people. This is why he doesn't want a second season. He doesn't want any more of those songs. No, yeah. I just don't like the show in general. Oh, <laughs> it's corrupting okay. the youth. Damn, dude. Where where can people go to disagree with you? Well, first of all, <laughs> you can put down the hashtag "Not My Second Season." Uh, <laughs> you can mention all this on Asia Pop Nation on following links such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and give us honest opinion if you want a second season or not. It's good game. Me, you know my answer. Thanks for listening and wear a mask if you get the chance. Keep wash your hands, hand sanitizer, and also stay safe. Hey, hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation, Sin's flagship show for Asian pop and Asian culture. You just listened to Danger by Woo Ah, and before that, we also played Killer by Hebes and Villain by Pixie. Now, next up, we have an announcement of another show, but uh, this one's a little iffy. You'll hear my thoughts pretty soon. We're going to talk about uh, an anime live-action adaptation. Yay! We have some anime live-action news. I'm editing the sound effects. 
But this one is centered around the anime One Punch Man. Yes, you have guessed it here first, folks. Uh, One Punch Man, the very beloved anime and manga series, is yeah. getting a live-action adaptation. Ooh. I saw that coming. No, actually, I couldn't see this coming at all. Like, why in the hell would you adapt One Punch Man? Okay, but anyway, um, for people that don't know what One Punch Man is, and if you don't, you've been living under a rock, but I'll tell you now. One Punch Man is a story about a bald superhero called Saitama who can defeat every single one of his opponents with one punch. It sounds like boring and absurd but it's actually kind of funny like that's the whole joke like he wants to feel like there's a big enemy that can kill him but he just can't because he's too strong you know that's what he is but on 13th of june it was reported that this live action movie adaptation would be coming however we don't know too much about it yet we don't really know what the plot is but what we do know is that the taiwanese american director justin lin who is most known for his directorial work in the fast and furious as well as star trek beyond uh, he will be directing the One Punch Man live-action adaptation. Uh, additionally, we have Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner, who were writers for Jumanji The Next Level and Venom. They will be in on this movie as well as writers. And Avi Arad and his son, Ari Arad from Arad Productions, will be producing this film alongside the director, um, Justin Lin. So I think... This uh, bit of news begs the question, who should be the Saitama? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? Diesel? Yeah, Vin Diesel. Anyone, Aaron? Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, I'm with you as well. I think Dwayne Johnson. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan? No. Not Hugh Ryan. Jackman then. Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Nicole Watson. No, no it's going to be Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. I think, yeah, you two are vetoed out for this. I just can't imagine anyone being uh, Saitama, to be honest. No, he's, he, dude, he's a cartoon bald man. <laughs> Have you seen the way his eyes are drawn? You cannot replicate that <laughs> with a real life person. Like, what are they yeah, thinking? Yeah, it's CGI. Oh, no. Please, no. Don't make him like a CGI person. But yeah, like, what do people think about this? Because, like, this is One Punch Man, right? Like, did he ever, I don't know, predict something like this ever happening? No. No. I feel like they were doing so many other anime, manga. But no, it's just One Punch Man, you know? How about you, Aaron? Would you have ever expected something like this to happen? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, you got, like, well-known high-rated anime shows have done mangas of all time and mm. all planet and you know you're gonna get a live action series and we're gonna butcher it again and again again every again. single time man every single time tracy except leader i think i'm coming at it from a different angle to you guys because i genuinely do not know anything about one Punch yeah Man, yeah apart from the fact that he's bold uh-huh. And that he's called Saitama. Uh-huh. We just talked so, about it, that's probably why. Yeah, literally everything that JQ just said is like the sum knowledge of all I know about One Punch Man. <laughs> so in my mind, I feel like it could work as like a fun, irreverent deconstruction oh, of no. um, the superhero trope of like overpowered superheroes. Uh-huh. Like you have you, the whole movie is about like this villain who spends all his time scheming and plotting elaborate, hatching elaborate plot. And then um, halfway through um, this random one punch dude, Dwayne Johnson comes out of nowhere and just like socks him in the face. And then like the world is saved. Crazy. And then Did the movie... <laughs> Tracy, did you know that you literally just described like every arc in One Punch Man? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. How long is how how many seasons? How many series? How many books of One Punch Man are there? I'm not sure about many... books, but there's been two seasons so far. Third one's coming out yeah. this year in September. How yeah. long is each episode? Is it like mini arcs within each episode, or is it one long arc? Because I don't know how you'd be able to sustain one long arc. It is kind of one long arc with arc with like mini arcs in between mm-hmm. um yeah because like the whole point of one punch man is he's super strong but in order to be accredited as like an s tier the highest tier of superhero you need to only not only do like a physical test we also have to do like a written test so he failed the written test <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, he's, tec- he's technically he's technically like B tier, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a B tier superhero. Because he like thrashed everyone in the physical test, but yeah, just didn't I have destroyed everything. <laughs> I destroyed I all the equipment, that. threw things through the ceiling. Yeah. But I I think it'd be interesting in a world where there's so many Marvel films and they dominate the box office to have something like One Punch Man. Yeah. Would be great. Oh my god! I would love oh, it to be half beating people just with a single punch. Just like he doesn't even care. Like he just sucks a punch, and they just like, and and it would be really funny to have one half of it be him like beating people up, and the other half be being him like <laughs> doing written exams, doing <laughs> e exams. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, having to do all that stuff, like revising vocabulary lists and all. The, I don't know what sort of stuff they make you do on the written exam, the superhero written exam, but that would be funny. I feel like this obviously isn't going to be good. You know, it's written by the guys who did Venom. Right, yeah. It's like... <laughs> but I it was bad. It's going to be a theme park okay. movie. Jumanji was okay. It was the Venom movie that wasn't good. Uh-huh. I'm looking at the, the score right now, and it's like 35% on Metacritic. <laughs> and Wait, which one? Thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Venom. Yeah, that wasn't good. Thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's it's, pretty it's bad. Pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I just love something. What? Like, you know how we mentioned about Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. Imagine like this movie was releasing next or like releasing like on the same day, if not in the same week as Sarah movie. For example, like uh, Dwayne Johnson's getting his Black Adam movie is coming out. In uh huh. Yeah, imagine that's gonna be released with that, and then you got like Vin Diesel's Fast and Furious, well, final movie, uh-huh. released with him next to it. That would be yeah. that would be comedy. It would be a joke only God could come up with. <laughs> I just thought of that if I'm doing marketing department, I'm going for that. Yeah, Lee, any closing thoughts? Um, considering America's history of making anime movies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, Lee? Are they bad or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could be better. <laughs> oh, oh, it could be much, much better. That's for sure. That's for sure. But anyway, you know, oh, what, Tracy? You know what would be really good? A One Punch Man musical? Please. No, stop it. Stop no. It. <laughs> man. But anyway, if you have any thoughts on the new One Punch Man live action adaptation, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. I'll be there crying alongside you. One Punch! Hey, hey, this is Asian Pop Nation. You just listened to Thunderless by On Chan and Iris Liu. But before that, we also played I Hate You by Moon Tang, Aphrodite by The Chairs, and Poetess by Lucy. Now, next up, we have a steamy discussion about a steamy new movie coming out. Let's take a listen. Naked hot guys on a beach. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! What about Emily? <laughs> if anyone is looking for new movies to watch, which are coming out this month, especially movies embracing the LGBTQIA experience, with this June also being Pride Month, then be sure to have this movie titled Fire Island on your radar. Suchlight Pictures 2022 rom-com film Fire Island, which will be streaming on Disney Plus here in Australia this month, serves as the directional debut from Andrew Ahn with the screenplay done by Joel Kim Booster. The film stars not only Joel Kim Booster, but also fellow actor and comedian Bowen Yang as two best friends named Noah and Howie who are joined by their group of friends in the ultimate vacation destination called Fire Island. After the news that the vacation home they usually stay at run by Erin, played by another fellow Asian actor and comedian Margaret Cho, will be sold off soon. This forms a key catalyst for the group to make their time on this destination, the perfect summer adventure filled with good fun and romance. Fire Island is inspired by the classic Jane Austen novel, Pride and Prejudice, with the film having more of a focus on being an unapologetic modern-day romantic comedy showcasing a diverse, multicultural examination of queerness and romance. By the time this episode releases, Fire Island will already be out in Australia on June 17th through Disney+, Plus. so be sure to check it out through there. Are you going to watch it, Lee? Probably. Yeah, why? Well, what is it why, that, about it that appeals to you, Lee? <laughs> yeah, Lee. You know, just, um, <laughs> is it the or- Jane Austen? The lack of the representation? Shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think 
like Asians in a LGBTQ movie. I don't think I've like seen anything like that. Maybe that's just me. No, I think yeah. I think you're right there. No, the main draw is the hot guys, isn't it? It's yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I actually cool. wasn't going to watch it until I saw that it's based on Pride and Prejudice. So yeah, I was I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. Like have yeah. have you read Pride and Prejudice, Zenia? Of course. I read it twice. Yeah. Really? Do you see it? No. That's why when I was <laughs> when I read that, I was like, wait, how? Like I, I could feel like some kind of romance that's like bubbling. They don't seem to like each other. But uh, I thought it was just like the typical enemies to lovers trope. Oh, I see. And like the epitome of that, the mecca of all <laughs> enemies to lover tropes is Pride and Prejudice. So I'm assuming he meets this guy. He doesn't initially like him that much. But then, oh no, his prejudice against him starts crumbling away and he realizes what a good person he is. And now his pride is on the line. Not the prejudice. Wow. I think they're both proud and they're both prejudiced, but then in the end they realize, wow, we're made for each other. Beautiful. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Like unlike the last movie we talked about, this one actually seems to have like a decent like writing person. <laughs> Joel Kabusa has actually written for a lot of shows that weren't complete trash. So I have more faith in this than the One Punch Man movie we were talking about. Before. Trust me, I have more faith in this too, just looking <laughs> at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wrote for Big Mouth and he also wrote the other two, which is another TV comedy. So he's mostly done TV sort of stuff. But mm. from reading the interviews about this, it looks like they're going to try and tackle like anti Asian sentiment in LGBT circles. Oh, LGBT circles. I see. Like, there's like a saying that goes like, no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Really? So it comes to, yeah, dating oh. people wow. in the LGBT spaces. Yeah, I've heard of this. In the gay spaces Maybe. specifically. So it's going to be interesting because it really isn't something that people make movies about that often. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot think of a single gay Asian movie. Yeah. This might be the only one. One gay Asian TV show, Benjamin Law's The Family Law, because Uh it's about a young gay Cantonese kid growing up in Australia. Mm -hmm. But that's like a family drama, you know? Yeah, there's heaps of like gay Korean and Thai movies, but I've never actually seen like an American English speaking gay Asian movie. Mm. Yeah, I think it will be interesting. Yeah, this might be the first. Mm -hmm. I I can't think of any like, gay asian media either well i mean like there's a lot of it in anime and manga but in terms of actual live like action. yeah live action stuff not really no and is it like written and like made by actual gay people or is it made by like straight fujoshis <laughs> yeah yeah no there's definitely a lot of that in anime and manga but like in terms of like actually gay stories there are there are a sizable number of them oh nice we did do an episode all about gay stories in anime, right? Like last year. Yeah, loud and queer. We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee, where can people go to talk about their pride and prejudice? Listeners can go to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to let us know what you guys think of Fire Island. And yeah, Asian Pop Nation. Woo! <laughs> Hey, hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation, Sin's flagship show for Asian pop, Asian culture, and Asian everything else. You just listened to Timing Clever, Part 2, by Arai Maju. But before that, we also played We're Gonna Die Anyway, by Renee and Marion Carmel, and Old Her, by YDE. Now, next up, we have a little bit of a nostalgic segment, especially for those of you that grew up watching lots of YouTube videos as you were, you know... I don't know, growing up. Uh, but yeah, let's take a listen. All right. So back in like the late 2000s slash early 2010s, before people realized that Asians can act, before people realized, you know, <laughs> before people figured out the whole sort of Asian representation um, is a thing we need sort of thing. Um, uh-huh. The main sort of Asian representation we got, right, was through YouTube. YouTube at its very outset was actually dominated by a lot of Asians. Um, uh, there was like Ryan Higa, there was Kev Jumba, there was Natalie Tran who invented the vlog skip. Mm-hmm. There was Michelle Fan who invented the beauty tutorial. Mm. A lot of our early YouTube pioneers were Asian. 
as a child, I think by far the most influential YouTuber in our very heavily Asian primary school was my Chani. Yeah. Yeah, my Chani. Yes. Childhood. I lived in Adelaide and everyone loved my Chani. Yeah. Even in Adelaide? Yeah, dude. I'm shocked and appalled that Xenia doesn't know my Chani. She doesn't know my Chani. But maybe that's why she's so articulate now. Um, <laughs> but but Tracy, I think you're pretty articulate as well. I feel like you're more articulate than I am. To give you an idea of how much people loved my Shani, whenever he'd release a new video, everyone would be quoting stuff from it for like the next three weeks. Um, I think the by far the most quoted video is his video B Plus again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. I know that video almost entirely off by heart. Anyway, um, why are we talking about my Chani? Well, basically, nowadays, I feel like the main sort of Asian accent comedian out there is Nigel Ng, probably better known by his alter ego, his comic character, Uncle Roger. But basically, Uncle Roger is right now going on his own comedy tour. It's called the Nigel Ng, the Haya World Tour, where he's going across <laughs> Asia, the UK, North America, Europe, and also Australia. And he actually came to Australia just like last week and the week before during the early weeks of June. Unfortunately, we didn't get it covered on our show, but he will be coming back to Australia again in August. So if you haven't got the chance to snatch some tickets to his show, Now is your golden opportunity. So basically, when he came over at the start of June, he came to film a collaboration video with my Chani. And so it is so very weird to see two sort of Asian comedy legends, one from like my primary school days and one from like my uni days, exist in the same video frame. Just clashing together. Just clashing together. It seems completely bizarre. You're like, how do they exist in the same universe? (laughs) Why isn't my Chani in 360p resolution? Where is his skills generation poster? It's all very bewildering. But I don't know. To, to people who sort of grew up with this early horrible YouTube stuff, there is a strong sentimental value associated with it. So maybe, hey, maybe you'll get a kick out of it. Um, anyway, continuing with, um, we're supposed to be talking about this Nigel Ng tour. Um, he will be t- returning to Sydney, Brisbane, Perth, and of course, Melbourne in August. Mm. So he'll be coming down to the Palais Theatre on the 13th of August with two shows. So um, check out the Live Nation website to find out more details. All this talk about Uncle Roger and the old uh, golden age of YouTubers. Yeah, you're right, Tracy. A lot of like the great YouTubers of the day, a lot of them were like Asian. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Higa. Oh my God, dude. Me and my cousins, like whenever we, we meet up, like we could quote his videos by heart. It was crazy. Like I was at my cousin's place once and like we were watching an old Ryan Higa video and like he's a newlywed, right? And his wife has no idea who he is and we're just like citing this off by heart she's like who are these weirdos who would i marry yeah i don't know i remember Even though- when he was one of the first youtubers to pass 1 million subscribers he was like yeah. the number one most subscribed youtuber from like 2009 to 2011 before yeah, dude. i came along he was the king <laughs> yeah he was he was genuinely a king yeah he still is a king he yeah, made he's- really good videos for a very long time Sorry. is he still around I think he stops making videos. Yeah, yeah, they all do podcasts now, Sanya. <laughs> they moved to TikTok or something. Oh, no. He plays Valorant. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's okay. He's given us so much. Let him rest. I think the first video I watched was the big green dancing in Flubble Green Ball. Oh, yeah. That was good. It was like that a was weird good ad. Stuff. Yeah. How to be Ninja is probably my favorite, though. Oh, How to be Ninja. How to be Ninja. Yeah. Hooked on Phonic was another one I saw. Uh-huh. Kind of more obscure, that one. <laughs> more obscure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ryan Only Higa cultured video. people would know. Only cultured people know Hooked on Phonic. It's probably like, it's probably a bit problematic. I, prob- I bet the old stuff is problematic when you watch it back. Yeah, yeah, it is. Lee, did you have any exposure to these, uh, these kings? Yes, of course. Um, oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Lee's cultured. By Ryan Higa. I sang <gasps> that like... Every single day. <laughs> the Nice Guys song he did with like Chester C and Kev Jumper. Uh-huh. That was like the only pop song I knew in primary school because I didn't listen to music in primary school at all. Wow. It was just Nice Guys by Ryan Hoover. Yeah, and that also song was his big. Movie, 
Yeah, he, wait, he made a movie, didn't he? Yeah, he made like a little movie with Wong Fu Productions. Yeah. Um, it was called Agents of Secret Stuff. And I really yeah, watched it recently. that one. It's obviously a parody of horrible like 2000s um, high school movies. Yeah, yeah. So in its own way, it's kind of horrible. But there are also parts where I'm like, that's still funny and holds up. That's kind of incredible <laughs> for like a zero budget film made by YouTubers in 2010 or whatever. Man, good times. I'm feeling nostalgic here, Tracy. Yeah, good times. I th- I feel really sorry for anyone who maybe I don't feel sorry, but I wish that people who don't know about like old late two thousands Asian YouTube, I-, I beseech you to go back and watch some of that stuff. I think it would be interesting. But anyway, um, Nigel mm, tickets, please check Live Nation for those in the lead up to August when he's coming back to Melbourne and Sydney. And if you want to commemorate, if you want to eulogize old Asian YouTube with us, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We accept DMs, I think, on Asian Pop Nation. Hey, hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation, Sin's flagship show for Asian pop and Asian culture. You just listened to 1036 by Biba Doobie, but before that, we also played Glimpse of Us by Joji and Oops by Huawei. By the way, uh, that most recently played song by Biba Doobie, 1036, is part of Sin's Sweet 16 playlist, which you can find on Spotify, so make sure to check that out and perhaps check out our Asian Pop Nation's uh, Spotify playlist as well. Uh, but... Besides all that, we have an interesting discussion coming up about Chinese food and Italian food and mixing them together and seeing what happens. Let's see what our team has to say about this. What does China and Italy have in common? Good food. Nothing. Oh, Oh, I have to prove you wrong, Aaron, on this one. But good food. Yes, they definitely have good food. So we're traveling back in time to about a month ago, May 16th, where a popular pizza chain in China unveiled its brand new limited edition set of Chinese style spaghetti. Wait. You heard it. Um, unfortunately, you won't be able to taste them here in Australia um, because they're only at their exclusive Chinese stores. And in fact, they've finished up already but we had to talk about this okay it's very important that we talk about this interesting cross-cultural combination chinese italian hybrid spaghetti dishes so these five dishes were actually created to highlight the local flavors in certain regions in china those regions were shanghai suzhou fujian wuhan and Chengdu. and after the launch of those dishes there was mixed reviews from chinese customers some saying how the Wuhan-style spaghetti, for example, is very dry and not as good as their classic spaghetti bolognese. And on the other hand, there were some people who were like, yeah, this is amazing. But yeah, it's not the first time this food chain's done some like interesting stuff in the past. They did like a spicy hot pot pizza and also bubble tea pizza. So perhaps eccentric is where food trends are going these days. But yeah, would anyone want to try them? Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. And we've talked about food a lot on this show. How does this one compare to the other foods we've talked about? This one's relatively tame. Yeah, we've had some weirder ones. Uh, The pictures look pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I would want to try. Yeah, I just kind of thought they were like stir-fry noodles. I wouldn't have thought they were spaghetti. Yeah, same here. In your opinion, what is the difference between spaghetti and noodles? Like, what is the main differentiator between these two long foods? Uh, (laughs) Things. I feel like the sauce. Yeah, well, the sauce, but like I think the actual material itself is also different. You know, here's the thing: there are lots of different types of noodles, but all spaghetti pasta is like they're all virtually the same. Okay. They have the same consistency. Wow. Like you get different shapes yeah. of pasta, whereas like stir fry noodles just looks it's, like spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still noodles, okay. right? Yeah, but like all all pasta, it's just pasta. It's pasta. Yeah, I don't know. What does everyone else think? Food is food. If it's good, yeah. Why differentiate? If it tastes good, it tastes good. If it doesn't taste good, then it's that's terrible. Yeah, that's it. Is any were there any specific flavors you wanted to eat? Like looking um, at any of these pictures? I'm not sure if anyone else knows like the difference in taste or flavor the different regions would have. Like I'm assuming one would be spicier. Oh yeah. 
Because I think my my rule would be I just go with like the least spiciest one. But I don't know which one that is. <laughs> when I went to Chinese school, they did tell us like the difference between each of the main types of Chinese cuisines. They do separate it into several. They have like nice mnemonics. They have nice mnemonics for it to memorize them, but I've completely forgotten all of them. But I think like if you're from the south, you're more likely to eat sweet food. If you're from like Sichuan, you're more likely to eat like spicy food. Um, if you're from the north, you have no taste buds, that sort of thing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the mnemonic? Pretty simple stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure they probably follow that sort of thing. Like each region of China has its own like stereotypical sort of dishes and flavor profiles. So they're probably taking some of that into account. I know that when people think of Chinese food, they think of it as like a monolithic thing, but Chinese food is very different between mm-hmm. each region. Yeah, but also at the bottom of this article, it just mentions um, milk tea pizza. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into this. Milk tea uh, pizza. Why? <sighs> milk tea pizza feels like an affront to just cuisine in general. Is it like a liquid? Is what it, is this? Does it just taste like milk tea? Or? <laughs> It's like a pizza base and they've sprinkled like milk tea pearls uh-huh. over it. And then they put mayonnaise over it and huh? then they bake it. <laughs> it's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. It looks like mayonnaise. Okay, no, this is Do this... you feel your soul? Okay, no, <laughs> the the spaghetti the Chinese spaghetti thing is fine, but this no. No. I cannot. I cannot accept this. I haven't this even pizza. tried milk tea, really. So. Oh, you need to try it, Zanya. It's good, but not as a pizza. For someone who hasn't had milk tea, maybe they'd enjoy the milk tea pizza. Maybe. How, how do you work in the city and have never tried milk tea? Like you can't go five feet in either direction in the city without being like. I don't know. None of it really like appeals to me. Into a milk tea store. <laughs> Like I, I I think I've talked about this on APA once and someone just gave me like a basic order to try. And then from there you can test things. Variations of milk tea. Yeah. But I, a part of me doesn't like spending my own money on things that I might not like. If it's my parents that are paying, then yeah, I might be a bit more adventurous. (laughs) Zania, you gotta be, you gotta take risks, man. I do take risks, but if it's gonna be something that like I enjoy or have a good story out of, but if it's like, ah, I didn't even, I didn't even finish that drink. But when you you try a bad drink, like, what are you gonna do? You lose seven (laughs) dollars. Yeah, and your friends don't care if you had a bad milk tea. It's like, well, what's wrong Uh with you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, I've had hit and mixed milk teas. I think I am lactose intolerant. And yeah. funnily enough, so many Asians are lactose intolerant, but milk tea has so much milk in it. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But I have a question that I can actually ask you guys. If we were to make an Asian-Australian version of spaghetti, what do you think we would put in it? Asian-Australian? Okay, because yeah, I was thinking Australian. Australian, I've been talking about Shimai. Yeah. Too easy. No, I, yeah. I, put a, I, put an, I put an Asian Australian in it. <laughs> what's what's um, Asian, Asian Australian spaghetti? Like, is there anything distinctly Asian Australian? Um, My Chani videos. My Chani videos, yeah. Like, actually, what is Australia, Asian Australia, guys? What? Our it's whole too show big. is meant to be about <laughs> Asian Australia. Yeah, not, but it's, it's not actually about it. We just talk about other countries. Yeah. <laughs> no. But man, no. It's like, has there been big. any Asian dishes or food that has only emerged within Australia? I can't think of any. <gasps> Get the dumpling fillings, but then put it in a pie instead. Like, you know, the meat pies. <laughs> or you meat put instead. like sausage rolls and party pies but with like dumpling fillings you, ste- you steam your pies and, <laughs> and, sausage rolls. and then okay. instead of putting like tomato sauce you get soy sauce okay this is starting to get horrific Sonia. <laughs> and then you put like fairy red sprinkle like hundreds no, of thousands on top hey, you stop right, here <laughs> yes if you like abominations or have any ideas of what an abominable australian asian spaghetti dish food could be you can always let us know asian pop nations facebook twitter and instagram and we promise we won't be making it anytime soon 
Hey, hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation, Sin's flagship show for Asian pop and Asian culture. That nice and simple song you listened to just now was Simple Song by Han and Chan featuring Gist. But before that, we also played Multigrain by Audrey Nuna and Deb Never, Chill by Farouz, and Alice Part 2 by Jandy. So, this is pretty much the end of the show. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Have a good night, everyone. If you missed out on any of our discussions, don't worry, you're not really missing out because you can always go to the Sin website to check out the Asian Pop Nation podcast. And if you want to send any love to us or any other messages or just want to chat with us, you can always hit us up on the usual socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. Anywho, thank you everyone for joining us tonight. We're going to end the night with a few nice little songs. Next, we're going to be playing Don't Grow Up Too Fast by Grant Perez. After that, we'll be playing Birdie by Parmunkas. And then finally, P.S. I Love You by Paul Partahap. Good night, everyone. I hope you all have a good night's rest. Thank mm-hmm. you.